Welcome to the Daily Pursuit Podcast. What's going on, everyone? Welcome to another edition of our Level Up episodes. Today, we are taking a quick deep dive into sleep. This is something that we all could get better at and take action on in our life. So I hope you enjoy this episode. Let's dive in to how we can improve our sleep. Sleep is the best meditation. The Dalai Lama. How's it going, you guys? Today on this Level Up episode, I wanted to dive into the topic of sleep as I feel we all could take action on improving our sleep and understanding it a little bit more so that we can get the most out of our days and most out of the time that we are awake and get the most growth in our performance and in our life and understand that a lot of that comes from the quality of sleep we get. Now note the word I just used, quality. This is an important component when it comes to our sleep because more often than not, the notion and the concept of sleep is always around the length of time we get. Now, I'm not saying that that doesn't have its place. Length of time that we sleep has its, has its place in the discussion. But more so to this is the quality. The quality of our sleep truly determines if our sleep is actually effective for us or not. So something that I want to start off with is the notion that whenever we don't actually sleep well, the control portion of our brain, the frontal portion of our brain, the thing that helps us make good decisions and good choices, our frontal cortex that way, it actually gets a little bit inhibited whenever we don't sleep well. And there's been research that shows that one night of lack of sleep, so if you were to say from this point on, at this time, to the same time tomorrow, if you didn't sleep, you had that one full day, no sleep at all, you could see a 12% reduction in glucose reaching the brain in that prefrontal cortex, which means essentially that we're going to see a dramatic decrease in our ability to choose. And in doing so, this is going to make the back of our brain, which is more uh, the primal decision area, it's going to make more primal decisions based off of the notion of, hey, that cookie looks really good. Because it's going to have those primal decisions because it's not getting what it needs. Our brain is not getting what it needs, so it's going to resort to that primal base. And that primal base is going to become more prominent. Now, it's really simple to track this and identify this and what researchers have shown over the past decade even more so is this notion that the quality of sleep we get really dictates how we function and the thought processes that we can have and our ability to choose and make decisions effectively and allow us to continue to perform better so the simple notion if we can accept it that 
good sleep leads to better decisions and better decisions lead to a healthier body, it's obvious that we need to consider how am I actually sleeping? Now, like I talked about right off the start, I'm interested in the quality of your sleep. So a simple example of this being in the health and fitness industry and, and in a gym in, uh, environment, if you think about quality performance versus length of training, you can go into the gym and train for two to three hours, and that doesn't mean that it was a great two to three hours. Whereas you could go in the gym and train for half an hour, and it could be the utmost quality that you could ever have given. And you were going to get far more out of that half an hour than you would out of that two to three hours of mediocre. So I'm far more interested in the quality of the performance of an exercise or of your sleep, far more than how much of it you do. Again, the quality of your performance, be it exercise or be it sleep or whatever you're doing in your life, is far more than the quantity, far more important than the quantity. So whenever we talk about improving someone's sleep, we're really interested in the quality of it. Now, some quick details about sleep in itself. We go through different phases when we sleep, and some of us know these general phases, and then there's some deeper phases as well. Not going to get into the science or the deeper things with this, just touching the superficial today, just to kind of get us some background on it. So with our sleep, we are going to be going through different phases, wavelength phases, first and foremost. We have our beta, alpha, theta, and delta phases that we will go through as we sleep. But the main components that most are used to or have heard of before are our REM sleep and our non-REM sleep. So our REM sleep, rapid eye movement sleep, this is where we have memory consolidation. This is where the things that we learned in our day get converted into our short-term memory. So in essence, we need sleep in order to remember stuff. So first and foremost, just think about that. If you want to remember anything, you need to sleep. And there was actually a very interesting study done around this where they did a memory test with a group of participants. And one set of participants took the test in the morning and they repeated that test every two hours for 12 hours. The other set of participants took that test in the morning and they waited all day. They got a great night's sleep and they retested in the morning. Guess which one came out on top? The group that did the one test got a great quality of sleep and then retested the next morning performed 20% better than the group that retested every couple hours. So now I think we can all relate to, be it in school or whatnot, where we did an all-nighter crammed to study for something. Now that's a sort of different situation where we literally don't know the information and we're cramming to just get all the information because we haven't actually studied it. But if you are effective in your time and you have time management and you've studied the information, you are better off studying it and then sleeping and getting quality sleep in order to remember that information better as opposed to trying to repeat it again and again and again and again and again. Yes, there's the notion of practice 
makes perfect, put in the reps, that applies, but it applies in this sense in regards to study, sleep, recover, remember, restudy, and repeat that process. I think that's a very fascinating thing for how we can improve our life and our ability to perform and grow. And it just showcases the importance of sleep and the importance of getting quality sleep. Now, a secondary component that I think we're all aware of, maybe, is our non-REM sleep. So this is our anabolic deep sleep. And something that's really important about this component of sleep is that we have HGH secreted at this time. So human growth hormone. Kids have a ton of this stuff. It's why they're able to just go, 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 and never really stop. Because when they sleep, they're out, they get deep quality sleep. They get a ton of HGH secreted. They're able to recover better and then go at it again the next day. As we age, we have a decline in that secretion. But in general, the concept of sleeping more to get more HGH applies. Now, a concept that we need to understand in regards to HGH or as well as just our hormones in our body is that all hormones are based on time of day in a cyclical pattern, right? Circadian rhythm, etc., all play a role. So hormones are going to be coming and going in our body, released and whatnot, based on times of day. That's why it's important to understand those rhythms, understand those timings in our day so that we can get the most out of our body. There are no bad hormones, but we can trigger more or less of them depending on things that we do, which can trigger a poor state of being, a poor state of our body. So the greatest secretion of HGH happens during the first stage of sleep in the deep delta non-REM sleep. If we aren't getting optimal sleep, we're going to be missing out on that secretion. Now, sleep isn't the only way that we can get that. We can get it through exercise and power lifts and whatnot uh, can help increase the secretion of this. But just from a sleep perspective, if we can get that quality sleep, that means we're going to get the optimal secretion of these hormones, and in this case, HDH, and that's going to help us recover a lot faster. It's going to help with our protein synthesis. It's going to help with retention of muscle mass. And we want to retain muscle mass because from a body comp perspective, muscle mass is huge. If we have better muscle mass on our body, lean muscle mass, then our body composition is going to improve. It sounds very obvious, but the muscles that we have, they use energy. So even as we're sitting, based on the muscle mass that we have, is going to affect what we burn. But if we can get better sleep and better quality sleep, we're going to further that. We are going to increase that ability because of the benefits of the secretion of those hormones. So let's talk about some tips that we can take to help improve that quality of our sleep. Some of these you might have heard before, but just haven't taken action on. So I challenge you as you hear these tips, start to consider how can you take action on these things and actually 
take the steps necessary to improve your quality of sleep so that you can perform better, recover better, and just all around have better clarity of choice and decision and processing. So first and foremost, tip number one, make your bedroom a cave, as in make it as dark as possible. This is one that might take you uh, needing to go out and get some different curtains or different setup that way, turn off lights if you have a certain setup with your lights or night lights in your room or whatnot, but make your room as dark as possible. That is going to drastically improve your ability to shut off, turn off, and get into a deep REM sleep. Tip number two, cool your room down. Okay, We as individual humans, we naturally cool down our body temperature at night. So throughout the day, we have a little bit higher temperature, body temperature. As we cool down in the night, the perceived notion of this and why is that the cooling of our temperature means that more resources, more energy can be put towards other components like the processing and storage of memory. So our body's naturally going to cool down at night, but you can assist in this setting the scene, setting the environment for our body by ensuring that your room temperature is a little cooler. It'll improve your ability to sleep with higher quality and also it'll improve your ability to fall asleep a little bit faster. Third tip. Hey, this is something that we all have heard, but I think we all still avoid. And that is avoiding watching TV, staring at your computer, staring at your phone for ideally the hour before you go to bed. Because that light has an impact on your brain and very often will stimulate more wakefulness. Because that is actually going to stimulate a cortisol release which has an effect on melatonin release in our body. And so if we have one spiking up because we're staring at our screen and getting that input stimulus, then we're going to have a decrease in melatonin. And something to consider, every hour on your device at night, when you're in that rhythm and you're in that state, so again, talking about the states and rhythms that we are in throughout the day and how hormones correspond to that, every hour on your device at night suppresses melatonin for 30 minutes. So think about that. If you've finished dinner, you're chilling out, I get it, you go on Facebook, throw on a Netflix show, whatever it may be, consider the timing. For every hour at night that you're on a device, you're going to suppress melatonin, which is the hormone that helps you sleep. You're going to suppress that for 30 minutes. So three hours of staring at your device after dinner means 90 minutes of suppressed melatonin which is going to affect the quality of your sleep. It's going to affect your ability to sleep. So take action on finding a new ritual, a new habit. It may mean that, yeah, you look on your phone, you watch that show for the hour, whatnot, but time it out, make it so that you do that, and then you have the period of time after that where you are shut off. Maybe you're journaling. Maybe you're talking with your spouse your girlfriend, your boyfriend. Maybe you're going for 
just a nice walk outside. Maybe you're doing some meditation. Something that is away from the screen. Now, there are things that we can do, and some of our devices now have the ability to reduce the effects of the blue light and etc. Or we have blue light blocking glasses. But try your best to just totally get away from the screen. Give your brain the chance to function properly. Give your body the chance to function properly as it prepares for sleep. You will feel the difference after you take action on this and do this for a period of time and get into a habit of it. The last tip I want to talk about is literally the position that you sleep in. So some of you may have heard of our lymphatic system. And our lymphatic system clears waste from our body. Uh, it takes it into the lymph nodes where pathogens and bacteria can be destroyed and all that kind of stuff, right? Sort of the fancy, geeky physiology stuff. But your lymphatic system also extends up into your brain. And for a while, it was believed that the lymphatic system, for some reason, kind of stopped and never actually reached the brain. That's what the perceived notion was. But, thankfully... As research progresses and as we continue to dive deeper into the functions of the human body, we now know better. And we now know that the system that does go up into the brain is called the glymphatic system. And that's attached to some of the names of the cells that are involved within the brain. But this is why it's super important. So over the last few years, there's been more research that's been done on this. And the fascinating component about this is when you look at it, it's how the brain's lymphatic system is designed to, work, designed to work. The main key point is that the glymphatic system is mainly functional when you are sleeping. So that's super important. And it's why getting quality sleep is super important. Because that system, again, the lymphatic system is all about removal. right? Ensuring that our body can get rid of bacteria, pathogens, etc., taking stuff out. And so understanding that the glymphatic system, the system in our brain that helps with that removal, is mainly functional when you're sleeping, man, does that drive home how important we need to focus on, how much we need to focus on actually our quality of sleep. And so that connects directly with one of the main reasons as humans, we need to sleep to allow our brain to detox. So, so important, you guys. So, given how important sleep is to the detoxification of our brain, can the position we sleep in enhance the ability of our brain to do that process? Absolutely. So, for years, we've seen and heard doctors and sleep experts talking about sleep position. I'm sure you've been told different things on sleep position as well over the years. And... Often, sleep position is related to breath and our breathing. And our breathing really does play a massive role in our sleep position. Not something I'm going to get into into this episode, but it does play a role, and it's something to consider. A study recently was done, which was kind of cool, because it took uh, dynamic MRI uh, imaging, and they were looking at the actual sort of fluid motion within the brain during someone's sleep cycle. And they found... 
very clearly that side sleeping, as opposed to sleeping on your back or your front, actually caused greater drainage of the waste products out of the brain. And more specifically, they found that sleeping on your left side caused the greatest drainage. So again, what they found was that sleeping on your left side had the greatest amount of flushing, let's say, out of the brain, detoxing the brain, if you will, than sleeping on front, back, or the other side. So not only will it help with that drainage of your brain, but we also know that if you sleep on your left side, it will often reduce digestive systems. This is really cool because we know there's a gut-brain connection. There's that gut-brain access. Our gut and the microbiome that goes on in there, man, that has a massive role in controlling our body. The fact that we have a massive amount of secretion of melatonin coming from our gut, even more so than our brain, speaks a lot to that as well. But you're probably asking, well, I'm sleeping, and I move around in my sleep. So how do I ensure that I stay on my left side? Or I don't like sleeping on my left side. Maybe that's some of you. Maybe some of you feel better sleeping on a different side. Now again, this probably plays back to how you breathe. That's on for another discussion. But for now, just simply sleeping on your left side does take a bit of a habitual act and a habitual deal that you need to work on and take action on. So first and foremost, you can use pillows to prop yourself up. Try to adjust if you wake up and you realize that you're not on your left side. Just little habitual actions like that. Like I say, if you do find that you have sleep issues in the sense that you're stomach sleeper, back sleeper, etc., it could be related to your breathing. People will default to the position in sleeping that allows them the greatest ability to breathe. So if you find that you are moving around and you end up on a certain position, consider looking into your breath. But for the purposes of this episode, for the purposes of this discussion around sleep, Let's work on sleeping on our left side to help with that lymphatic system functioning so that it can be optimized while we're sleeping so that we can wake up feeling clear, have better function in our system, better motility in our system, and better performance of our system. Let's avoid watching TV, staring at our phone, looking at our computer, leading up right before bed. Let's turn off. Let's become present in the moment. Journal, meditate, have a discussion with your spouse, your loved one, whoever. Go for a walk. But just turn off. For at least, if you can get half an hour, amazing. If you can get an hour, even better. But turn off before bed. It will help your sleep and the quality of your sleep. Make sure your room is cool. Set up that atmosphere, set up that environment to give you the means to have a quality sleep. And make your bedroom a cave. Make it as dark as possible so that, again, that environment is there. It's set. It's structured. Another thing, too, to consider, finally, final point with this. Make your room 
about sleep. Well, make your room about sleep and frankly about sex. Make it about those two things, about love and about sleep. But that's it. Don't do work in your room. Don't make it about anything else. Make that environment really focused on those two things. That in itself will help create the right psychological construct for what that space is meant for. This is something that I think we don't appreciate or respect as much, but it's something that we naturally do. I notice it in my own space, my own house, where I can't get work done on the couch as well or as effectively or efficiently because the couch is not a place where I psychologically, subconsciously associate with work. That's where relaxation occurs. That's where I sit with my family and read books, watch a show. So that's not where work is done. So we naturally create these environments within our own home that are specific for certain things, where we become more efficient at certain things. So make your bedroom that. Make it about sleep and the other thing. But make it about those specifically and don't let anything else into that world, into that environment. That'll improve the subconscious connection you have there. Hope you guys have taken something away from this. Get that quality of sleep tonight. Super, super important for your growth, for your performance, for your development, for life. Don't negate it. Don't neglect it. Don't just push it aside as, oh, I'll catch up tomorrow. Take action on it today. Have a great sleep. Well, there you have it, you guys. Another Level Up episode focused on sleep. Hope you guys were able to take something away from this, something you can take action on today to get a better quality of sleep tonight so that you can be a better individual with higher performance, higher output, greater growth, the ability to level up even more in your life tomorrow. Once again, I appreciate you guys. I appreciate you listening. I hope you liked this episode. If you did or you have thoughts around it all, please leave me a comment, leave me a review, send this out to someone that needs it, someone that's struggling with their sleep right now. Send this episode to them. I hope that it can help them improve their quality of sleep and feel better as an individual so that they can do the things that they want to do in their life. So once again, thank you guys for listening. Looking forward to the next episode. Looking forward to more and more discussions with you guys. Have a great day. Level up. Voices rising like a church.